Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Are you ready to write? Do you want to learn what it takes to create a writing career? Then tune in and take notes because on Simply Write, we talk about the writer's craft and the qualities and quirks of living a writer's life. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Simply Write with Polly. This is the podcast where we talk about the writing craft and crafting a writer's life. Now think about this. Here, I'm going to give you some titles here. Ready? AARP, HuffPo, Next Avenue, Women's Health, Men's Health, Self Magazine, Parents, everything from cooking well to eating well to parenting to recreation to traveling. Those are magazines and sites that are looking for service journalism. So for writers like us, that presents an opportunity. But what do we mean when we talk about service journalism and how can we get into it? That's what we're going to talk about today right after the dailies. All right. What am I working on today? What are you working on? What do you have on your to-do list that you want to accomplish? I'm headed in a little different direction today. I do have an interview with a uh, fitness trainer for an article I'm working on for a site about motivation, which is ironic since when it comes to my individual projects, my personal projects in writing, I'm not feeling that motivated. Um, And so I'm working on that a little bit today, too. After I record this podcast, interview the fitness trainer for the magazine piece, I want to spend some time reading about writing craft and journaling a little bit to understand better uh, what's behind some of the thoughts I'm having. I've got a lot of projects I'm interested in right now. And yet I'm feeling a little stagnant when it comes to the writing. So there's this disconnect between what I want to be writing and what I'm actually writing. And I think I apply to that famous quote. I can't remember who says it right now, but but they want to have written, right? It always feels good to have the work done. It feels satisfying and, and like an accomplishment. And I'm thinking about all these ideas how great it would be, how great it will be when I have them completed. And yet I'm not actually doing the writing, doing the work I need to do on these pieces. They're all at at different stages. A couple are at the beginning stage, which makes it a little hard because whenever I have more than one thing that I'm starting fresh, that's a hard part of the process for me. That's where, you know, confidence can drop a little bit and there's a lot of planning work to be done facing a blank page. I like better when I'm at a stage with multiple different 
projects in different places, you know, researching a new idea and pitching it, uh, revising another idea toward the end, interviewing sources. I like it when they're all at different stages. And right now, while I'm in the interview process of one, I'm also drafting two of them and revising another. And uh, the drafts are coming slow. Um, And I find myself fantasizing a lot about the projects I want to work on without actually working on them. That's not a good place to be. It doesn't feel good. It feels like I'm stuck. And so I want to understand uh, why that's coming up. That doesn't happen for me very often. And so I'm going to journal a little bit about that. And the reason why I'm doing that is because often when I write on paper with pen, um, I, I get some new ideas and I get inspired. I really like the tactile feel of writing on paper. And so I'm hoping I can uh, develop some confidence and, and feel good about that. But that stage will be kind of a fun thing this afternoon after I hit this deadline, after I do the interview and get this recorded. So that's what's going on in my day. What are you working on today? You can let me know what your writing day looks like by joining our Simply Write community. That's at simplywrite.substack.com. Get in touch. Those are the dailies. All right, talking service journalism today. And this is where I really started in the writing profession. And this is where my heart lies because I have been helped so much by the books and the articles I've read. And I think the things we write need to work on three different levels. They need to be entertaining, right? Compelling to the reader, even if it's not necessarily a happy story. It, it needs to be something that they're compelled to read. They need to be informative. Fiction is informative. It changes lives, nonfiction, books and articles. All that makes a difference because how we write what information, the information we decide to put in, influences the experience of the reader in that way and can be informative. And I think it needs to be inspiring. I think whatever we write needs to hold some possibility for the reader, you know, a, a, a dream or an idea of what they might accomplish in their life or a solution to a problem. Whatever it is, I think that's the real power of writing. And I think it matters more than ever today, just as it has for generations. I don't think that's ever going to change, no matter how we take in our pieces. So before, you know, the glossy magazines were the big thing people would turn to and newspapers. And that's where I cut my chops. I came out of college, became a newspaper journalist for a number of years, and then became a freelance magazine writer. So my core, my heart is in service journalism. And since then, I've written self-help books and all kinds of other materials. But it all comes down to identifying a problem or, or a challenge that I'm facing and If I'm facing it, then the reader is probably facing it too, because I'm pretty much the average Joe, right? So I figure if if I'm dealing with this frustration or challenge or problem in my own life, then I suspect some of the readers will be too. And that's usually how I come at it. If this is something I'm encountering in my own life, if this is something that helps me to know, if I think the public needs to be aware, then that's kind of where I got my roots in service journalism and newspaper and magazine, and that's where I still lie today. It's one of the reasons I got into writing, so that we could share these ideas and solutions and and help each other along the way. Now, you see service journalism around you all the time, how to lose weight 
right? How to be happy. Um, if you're considering pet insurance, here are 10 things to keep in mind. Looking for a new therapist? That's one I just read. Uh, here's what to ask. Ready to pitch an article? Five steps. These are all examples of service journalism. In service journalism, as a writer, your responsibility is really to illuminate a problem or challenge that the reader might be facing, that the public is facing, and provide solutions. And there are uh, some specific ways of doing that. So that's what we're talking about today, right? If you want to write service pieces, there are many opportunities to do it that will pay you money to do it. And you're also helping solve some problems that maybe you're encountering yourself and that readers certainly are. And let me just say this one caveat. If it's not a problem you that is real, that readers are facing, that you're facing, it's not worth writing about. Okay. If, if it's a problem that you face alone, it's just one specific issue that, that is affecting you. It's probably not something a magazine or site is going to pick up, but I'm writing an article now about motivation, about how to stay motivated to exercise when you don't feel like it. And that's something that of course I face in my life in through across a lot of avenues of my life and it's very likely uh, many readers deal with that challenge too and because of that there's a market for a piece like that and in fact i've been hired by a magazine to write that piece so if it's a problem that you and many others are experiencing and you have solutions or you have access to the experts that can help us think this through and find solutions to this issue in our own life so that we can have some resolution to this or some positive improvement, there is likely to be a market for that. And this is the best of both worlds, right? You get paid for writing a piece that helps you identify and solve some challenges in your own life and helps readers out there in the world. I think that's really the point of writing. So that's why I'm a big fan of service journalism. They're ready-made markets for writers. And if you do it well, there's really an opportunity to connect with readers in a way that will help enhance this life experience for all of us. All right. So what does a service piece include? What are we talking about? It's a problem and solution. In the simplest terms, that's what a service article has to have. But in order to be captivating and compelling to readers, to get them into the piece and to attract editors and magazines who are really your first readers, right? You want editors to be on board with this. A service piece needs to develop the problem, explain the problem in a compelling way, in a way that develops some emotional sense of urgency or illuminates the pain that others are feeling that the article will then resolve. You know, how to be happy. If you talk about the, uh, you know, in the lead about the levels of stress that are in the world and the unhappiness and sadness, but and then you offer solutions how to develop your own happiness no matter what's going on in the world, that develops some emotional pain and pressure points that are going to be compelling to the readers. We know you're unhappy, this can help, right? Problem, solution, that is at the heart of every service piece. How to manage credit card debt. That would be another example. How to pitch an article after you've been rejected 20 times. How I sold my book after 50 rejections. So I'm 
showing you, I'm demonstrating the pain or the pressure points, all these rejections, all this unhappiness, all this debt, the pressure of all this debt. And by reading this article, you're going to find a way through. I'm going to help you. You're going to have the information and the insight you need to manage this challenge in your life. So every article must be framed by this emotional urgency, by the arc of the problem and the pain of the problem and then your solutions. So really an important component of service journalism is not only the problem, which in all likelihood you're experiencing too, but perhaps not. I've written about a lot of things I didn't have any personal experience with. Then you go find the people who have that experience with, right? But aside from the problem and the solutions that are integral to every service piece, the structure of these pieces is also super important. So the structure of a service piece must include, like all good articles, a lead or an opening. And in this opening, in this lead, you want to have preferably a compelling character or an anecdote that features the problem and a character who is being victimized by this problem. Now, you can also open a piece of service journalism with a statement of the problem in some shocking statistic or example um, but I think it's also important to put a human face to this, right? When I was, uh, writing about aerial yoga, I interviewed a woman who could not move or walk very well due to an accident that caused neck and back damage for her. And I highlighted her experience, the pain she was in. She couldn't exercise in traditional ways, and then she discovered aerial yoga and it helped her start to get her flexibility back and her muscle tone back and it helped ease her pain. So you can already feel that by putting a human face on the problem of this, this pain and this limitation, then aerial yoga was the solution. But I had a real life example, although I'd never done aerial yoga and I hadn't suffered from those kind of problems. This woman put a real human face on the problem. And then she also demonstrated the solution. Now, she wasn't the only person I highlighted in the story. Often you'll have two or three people as well as some experts. But in this case, she opened the article by explaining what her experience had been like before aerial yoga. That was the opening anecdote. I put a character to the problem, a face on the problem and created the emotional pressure and the emotional pain point by demonstrating how limited she was. That's how I opened that story. Okay. So you want a compelling lead, obviously to hook the reader, but whenever you can put a human face in there, remember, you're not going to have a real long opening lead, right? Whenever you can put a human face in there with a couple of sentences through an anecdote uh, or an introduction, that is going to put a face on the problem, which is going to make your service journalism more compelling. Following the lead, you need a nut graph. This is the theme statement. What is your story going to be about? Um, how about, you know, John Doe is one of 65 million people who suffer from chronic pain, but his experience with this surgery or aerial yoga or this food has 
helped him find some relief. So the nut graph, which is comes from my old day, my days in, in newspaper, that's what they called the central piece, the theme statement of the article, is really going to mention in a sentence or two exactly what the piece is about. All these people have chronic pain, and this is going to provide the solution, or this is one way people are dealing with. This is one thing that could help. Okay, so the net graph, again, this is going to the structure of the piece, the net graph or the theme statement, the focus statement, the angle, whatever you want to call it, is just going to say what the piece is about. And the piece is going to be about this problem and the solutions. So make sure the focus statement, the theme, the net graph of the piece demonstrates that, highlights the problem and provides an insight to the solutions. Okay, and then you could do this with a startling statistic. Open, uh, one example of opening is, is with that character, the face of the problem. But then you can come in and talk about how many people this problem faces or how much it's costing people. I've written a lot about stress in the workplace and toxic workplace environments. And, you know, that's costing employers billions of dollars. Stress-related illness in the workplace costs employers like $30 billion a year. That is a statistic I used in the night graph. And then I went on to indicate that there are ways to manage this for employers. I'm writing about motivation. In the nut graph, I identified the problem. We don't always want to exercise or work out. And I identified the solution. But there are tips and tricks that professional trainers use to keep themselves motivated, and we can too. Problem, solution. That's right in the nut graph. Okay. And then the following part of a service piece are the supporting points, three to five things, or uh, bullet items. And these are the solutions. And these solutions will be filled with expert quotes. You're going to interview the experts. They're going to include practical tips, takeaways, things the reader can do right now if they're encountering this problem to solve it, to get through it, to feel better, to be inspired, right? So that's the structure of the service piece. And It'll, they all are written different ways. They're all about different things. But if you really go through and start to dissect a good piece of service journalism, you're going to find these elements in here. And these elements come together to make the piece not only compelling and entertaining, but super useful, practical, informative, because you're identifying this universal issue that many of us experience, and you're helping us through it. And that's the kind of stuff people want to read. And that's the kind of stuff sites and magazines want to publish. So if you're looking for a way to break in as a freelance writer, look at the magazines you're reading, the sites you're reading, the places you bring in your information, where you get your information, and look for these articles. Because I think there's always a need for service journalism and this is a good spot to break in. Most magazines and, and publications are running these kind of pieces, among other things, and it's an opportunity for you to start getting some clips. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you the six things that a piece of service journalism has to have in order to be published. 
so that you can incorporate them into your pitch and your article. We'll, we'll talk more about that on Simply Write with Polly, part of the Creators Network of Electricast. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Toulousma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Toulousma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. And we are back. Welcome back to Simply Write with Polly, where we talk about the writer's craft and crafting a writer's life. And today we're talking about service journalism. That's really how I started my career, both as a newspaper reporter and journalist, and later as a magazine writer. I really think there's a reason why service journalism and service articles are so popular and found in most magazines because they identify a problem or challenge that many of us are experiencing. That helps us to feel not so alone, right? And they offer practical solutions, things that we can use right now to enhance our life, to solve that problem or to think about it differently. Um, And this is one reason I write self-help books too, because I love that. If I'm engaging and dealing with these difficulties and I'm learning something that might help you, I want to share that. And that's why I read them too, because I always learn from the experience of others. So if you are looking to uh, get some clips, break in as a freelance writer, look around at the publications and sites you're reading. There's lots of places still to publish service journalism. We opened the show. I was filling you in on, on what I think needs to be part of every good service piece. You know, a compelling lead, put a face on the problem, a character, talk to somebody who's really experiencing this problem, offer some statistics, some science about why this persists and why it's problematic for us. And then we provide help, right, with the takeaways and the expert advice and the statistics and solutions that we also include in the piece. The one great thing about these pieces, not only does it help, but it also helps us feel more connected to one another because many of the challenges that we face are universal. Other people are experiencing them too. So one way to get at these pieces is to share your experience Um, and then make your unique problem universal, right? Your unique slant on this universal challenge and how you solved it. That can work through a reported essay or something of that nature too. But right now I'm talking about a traditional service piece that you would find on a site or in a magazine. And no matter how you decide to write it, there are some elements that have to be in these service pieces that I think are really essential. And you can get a good feel about how the magazine or the site that you want to write for does this too. They may have their own styles and their own setups. 
And so study that publication before you pitch a service idea, right? See how they do it. Look at the headlines, the subheads and so forth. But I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the six things I think need to be in every service piece. The problem and solution, two for one there. Point number one, what is the problem? State it in a sentence. And what are the solutions? There should be more than one because different methods are going to affect different people in different ways, right? We all have a different tendency. Sometimes, like in the articles I write, there are many ways to be happy. There are many different things to try. And so I'll maybe include three to five of those points. But the problem is we're getting eaten up by stress and that's causing unhappiness and illness and other factors that help us, that cause us to feel unhappy. So I want to get to the root of that problem and here are five ways to be happy. That might be the way I would structure that piece. Every service piece needs to have problem and solutions, preferably many. Every service piece needs to have expert insights, statistics. These are the elements that show readers why they should care. They're not just going to take my word for it. They want to talk to the fitness trainer who sometimes doesn't feel motivated or the writer who has a best-selling book. They want to talk to the financial expert who has found their way out of debt and has tips that will help you do it too, right? So expert insights, statistics give the scope of the problem. This helps attract editors, but it also shows people they're not alone, that this isn't a little thing. I write a lot about chronic pain. Millions and millions of people deal with chronic pain. That affects a lot of people. I can show you the statistics on how many people deal with chronic pain. And I have the insights, experts and ideas that will help people manage their chronic pain. That needs to be a part of every service piece. Expert insights, statistics, science-based information. That is the element that shows readers why they should care. Every service piece needs to have a tight focus. You need to know the problem you're trying to solve. Now, we would all like a cure for cancer, but a cure for cancer is not an article. It is too voluminous. It's not focused enough. But tips for managing your melanoma diagnosis that is very specific and something that you can find expert insight and experience of. You know, we need to make sure we're solving one problem in these service pieces and giving people set takeaways and solutions for that single problem. So make sure your article is tightly focused. Good service pieces also have real people examples. Interview people, do your research, put a face on the problem. In some cases, it might be you. In an essay or reported piece, uh, it might include some first-person insight from you. When I do my writing articles, often I'll highlight a problem I face as a writer and how I've overcome it. But I will also have other real people sharing their experiences in that, in that piece. Every service piece needs to have strong takeaways. These are the specific tips people can use to solve this problem now, to start on today. When I talk about the problem of stress, I talk about mindfulness and what people can do right now in the next three minutes to develop a mindfulness practice. That'll help them with their stress problem. When I think of these takeaways, I think of something one of my first editors said in journalism. This is refrigerator journalism. These are the pieces people will cut out and stick on the refrigerator to refer back to so that they can remember these tips that might help them ease their day, ease the problem, make their life a little easier. Takeaways need to be part of 
every service piece. So you're going to have the problem solution, but the takeaway is going to be a very clear, do this now, try this. Okay. Something people will take away with them. And finally, every good service piece right now in particular has subheads. The article is broken up into components so that people can see the solution that's going to be offered in the following paragraph. You know, you'll see bullet items or subheads that are going to say five ways to ease stress. Way number one, mindfulness. Way number two, exercise. Whatever it is, so that they can see the white space on the page, they don't feel overwhelmed by the problem or the solution, and they can go right to the section and the information that they need to feel better now. Now, here's the deal. You want to write each section in a compelling way so that readers read the whole thing. You also want to have expert takeaways that apply to the subheads so that people know they're getting expert advice, how to sleep better. This sleep doctor says, right? This has to be strongly, heavily researched, backed up by science, because that's where the readers learn to trust you. And that's why they come to the site or the magazine you're writing for. The magazine wants to reach those people. They have a credibility issue. They're building trust with the reader. And as a writer, that is your job too. So service pieces offer a lot of opportunity for writers like us to pitch our work, to publish our work, but make sure you include these components. And when you pitch your story, remember to go through the advice that Estelle Rasmus explained on episode 144 and her great book on writing called writing that gets noticed. She says, in your pitch letter for these pieces, you need to explain why this, why now, and why you. So look for the problem and solution, look for your own experience in it, and tie it to a timely factor, something that's in the news now that would make this topic relevant. And you'll have a heck of a service piece that any magazine or site's gonna wanna run. And you know that sound. It's time for What's in the Desk. And this week, I have, I don't even know what you call them. They're like binder clips. They, they're claws. You pinch the top, and they hold stacks of paper together. I have them around a manuscript. I have some small and some big. But what's important about these, <laughs> if it's important at all, but I love them, is they're like, they look rustic. They are not solid, so they're kind of wire. I, they're, this style is called a skeleton binder clip. I found them on Etsy. You can find them on Amazon between five and 10 bucks sometime in there. But but mine are like kind of a, a rustic brass looking thing. And I got a whole bunch. So I have some that are like super big. I can barely squeeze them. I have some that are a little tiny and they go, they hold my notebooks open and my index cards and my stack of papers. I just got tired of using the staples. The stapler wouldn't always work and I hated to have to tear them off. So I went to these airy looking wire skeleton binder clips and I love them. And they're what's in the desk. If you want to see a picture of what's in my desk this week, uh, join us at simplywrite.substack.com. Become part of the Simply Write community. And I often include a picture of what's in my desk this week. And I'll put a picture of my uh, skeleton, brassy looking, airy wire binder clip in there. So you can see what I'm talking about. That's what's in the desk. All right, writers, it's about time to get back to the writing desk. Now, this week, as you go through your week, 
pay attention to the kind of challenges you're facing, the kind of things your friends are thinking about and talking about, and find out if there's a service piece in there, right? Open your eyes, look at the material you're reading and taking in and thinking about. You might have the seed of an idea for a service piece. And then that's something to get started on, a new way to get some clips and maybe put a little money in your pocket. And as always, thanks for joining me right here on Simply Write with Polly. If you want to get in touch, you can email me or leave me a comment at simplywrite.substack.com and join our Simply Write community. And this week, as you go through your work week, remember the words of Toni Morrison. She says, writer's life and work are not a gift to mankind. They are its necessity. Writers' life and work are not a gift to mankind. They are its necessity. Now, writers, go forward and simply write. Hey, what's happening out there, everybody? This is Lawrence Ross, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Lawrence Ross Show. Egomaniac. It's a two-hour weekly exploration into my mind. I also do sketches, celebrity impersonations. You're out of order! And I also do song parodies. Not too shabby for a blind guy. Not only are you visually impaired, but you are geographically impaired. New episodes are released every Friday. Check it out on your favorite podcasting platform or listen to it here on Society 13 on Electrocast. If you're a working professional, wondering what's next for your career, you've come to the right place. Whether you're looking for a promotion, growth, or a potential career transition, look no further. With over 30 years working in a variety of industries, I share my insider knowledge with those ready to get ahead on Career Advancement with Craig Ansell. Tune in to get your strategies for success. Electric out.